0: I'm Michael Spiegelman
1: and
2: I am Carl not Spiegel.
3: You're tuned in to The hour here. It's six o'clock, it's Friday night, it's time for Happy Hour, the happiest two hours of comedy that could ever happen on the radio, live podcast, everything streaming, get our app on Apple, and right now, clap your hands together, for your host of the night, it's Kelly Evans! Clap for
4: me! Clap for me, right. Now that the uh, offerings have been given, thank you very much, everyone, how's it going? What's up? Happy Friday yeah good cool super pumped to be here fuck yeah i'm not in Sketchfest. so excited ah it's on every single facebook post jesus christ uh i didn't apply so that's fine i knew i was gonna get in so i'm just another fucking white guy you know just it's a curse nowadays i'm just (laughs) you're like where is this going it's not going anywhere i'm not actually taking that anywhere i just wanted to scare the shit out of some people and i think it did so it feels good it feels good um Let's talk about some work, huh? Talk about jobs. Uh, I work in sales. Anybody else work in sales here? No? Yeah? You work in sales? Cool. So it's a pretty basic job, right? Like, it's not, there's not a lot to it. I mean, it's basically, you just have to, like, uh, work really hard and, uh, like, have a certain amount of emotional fortitude. So uh, I'm poor. So I'm poor. (laughs) I am not making any money. I have neither of those things. I don't work hard, and I have no emotional fortitude whatsoever. I tear up in Marvel movies. It's a thing. It's a real. It's nostalgia, you know. Like uh, nobody had a bad childhood here. I don't fucking believe that for a second. Just different times, I guess. What do you What do you cry over, huh? Is it? Uh, I don't know any of the cartoons from 10 years ago. What? You're 24, right? You're watching cartoons 10 years ago, essentially, right? What was your favorite? What'd you watch? Yeah. Okay, Rugrats, yeah, I saw that. SpongeBob, classic. What was the last one? Fairly Odd Parents. I don't know that one. I don't know that one. What? Norm McDonald. Wait, what?
3: Norm McDonald. Norm Norm McDonald is is a fairy called Norm in the Fairly Odd Parents. It's amazing. It's the best thing that Norm McDonald's ever done.
4: Well, all right, that's... That's a matter of taste. That's the best thing. I don't know. He's got several hundred OJ jokes that I think pretty fucking amazing, you know? Especially when someone's like, Don't do that or we'll fire you. He's like, What? <laughs> can't do a Norm McDonald impression. Hey guys. No, I can't do it. It's way it's like it's too it's that and uh I just can't do impressions actually. I was gonna try to name off who I can't do. And I realize it's a very long list. It's a very Anyway, uh, somebody recently told me that uh, I was what's wrong with America, and then they said, down with the patriarchy. I think they were saying it ironically. I hope they were saying it ironically, because like, I'm the patriarchy, and the patriarchy's fucked. They are. I have no control over anyone. I got denied a credit card from TJ Maxx. All right? Do you know how bad you have to be doing for TJ Maxx to say, we could do better. We could do better. Yeah. So... I don't fucking, yeah, I just want a free, I'm happy want to get a free Quiznos. That's where I am in life, all right? Like, fucking what? I mean, you have to earn it. You got a six to get to the seventh. But, you know, how it works. Anyway, that's <laughs> just some things on my mind. What else? Uh, oh, I don't handle emotions well. Who does, huh? You guys talkers? You like to talk about your feelings? No? Yeah, I fucking. <laughs> you look like you're in a movie about racists, you know? Like. Not, not like you are racist, but like you're like you could pull off acting as one, you know, like because you have a certain dramatic gravitas, but you know, like you're getting typecast. You know what I mean? Do you feel typecast? I bet you do. Uh, is this, dude? You suck this. <laughs> <laughs> fucking right? So good. He does such a good job. You know, he just nailed it every time. Um, I'm starting to think it might actually be a real thing. Uh, anyway, what the fuck was I saying? Oh yeah, handle emotions. I don't really. I mean. You know, I grew up basically being told, like, uh, you don't talk about your feelings, and if you cry, you're a bitch, you know, which is weird to hear when you're six, you know, it's a, it's like a really intense, you're like, don't be a bitch, I'm like, I don't know what that word means. Um, So, yeah, I don't really deal with people having, like, really strong emotions well. And the other day, I'm driving back from Oakland. We're going over the bridge. I'm with a friend. She's been crying for, like, a while now. I'm, like, trying to console her. I'm, like, I don't know what to do. And, like, just my first instinct in my head, I just started thinking, drive off the bridge. Drive off the bridge. I was, like, I had to take my hands off the wheel. I was, like, all right, this is a little dangerous. I don't know. It's a weird instinct that's going on. I'm... Need to see somebody? I think I don't know. You know what's what's the uh, diagnosis for that? What is that? Intrusive thoughts. All right, I'm gonna finish there and then let's get fucking moving, shall we, gentlemen? How are we doing? Feeling good? Ready for some comedy? Huh? Yeah. All right, let's uh make it nice and loud for your first comic. Very funny, gentleman. Uh, he's been making some moves in the Bay Area. Let's
1: make it loud for Vishal. Call everybody.
5: I feel a super drunk. So for
1: Kelly, huh? Love that guy. So handsome. I've been making moves. I've uh I guess so. I haven't moved from my establishment since I've gotten here, but okay. I don't know what that means, but thank you very much. Um, hello. I love karaoke. Can you tell by how bad of a singer I am? <laughs> I love karaoke. I'm uh I'm terrible at singing though, but I keep doing it, which I feel like makes me like the Adam Sandler of karaoke. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna keep churning out trash, fuck the reviews, you know. It's hard being bad at karaoke, but liking it, you know, because I tell all my friends, I'm like, every weekend, I'm like, yo, let's go karaoke. And they're like, yeah, we're down. Just can you not come? <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's uh, weird that the wrong people love karaoke, too, you know, because like good singers are always like, you know what? I'm, I'm OK. Like, I'm fine. I don't know if I should. But bad singers are like, the world's got to see this. <laughs> Um, karaoke puts me in a weird positions, man. Um, I love a, I love a hip-hop music. Anybody else like hip-hop music? Okay, yeah, that's a given. That's very good. I love hip-hop music, and that's very hard for me because I also love karaoke. <laughs> I'll explain to you what I mean. Uh, last weekend, I was doing Big Papa, Biggie Smalls at a sushi restaurant in, in the Marina District. And I had a moment where I was like, hold up. I'm an Indian mu- dude singing music made by an African American gentleman at a Japanese establishment in the whitest neighborhood. <laughs> this is like the gold medal of cultural appropriation. I have never felt so American. <laughs> um, the, there's this thing that I love that happens all the time, where like a lot of actresses are coming out as a feminist. I love that, and it's beautiful. It's amazing, right? But like I'm just waiting for like some shit to go down on that front, you know? Like this is the headline that I'm just waiting to see. It's like breaking news. Fucking Meryl Streep hates women. <laughs> Fucking Meryl Streep thinks she's better than every woman. She thinks she should better than everyone in Hollywood. Meryl Streep says she should play every role in Hollywood. Coming this winter, Meryl Streep is dolomite. <laughs> Uh, You guys want to see a clip of that? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not Rudy Ray, mama. I'm Dolomite now. (laughs) That's my Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep was such a good actress. She could do a better job playing me, playing her, playing Dolomite. But I could do (laughs) any of that shit. Uh, I was a fat kid. Uh, I feel seen. Thank you very much. I was a fat kid. Uh, uh, And so my parents signed me up for baseball to lose weight. Then I got way fatter. (laughs) I think that was a dumb as hell move for my parents to do. It's like they were like, okay, Vishal, to help you lose weight, we're going to sign you up for the slowest sport known to man. (laughs) Uh, You're going to play in the outfield, which in Little League requires you to sit on your butt. (laughs) And every day you're going to get a pizza party. So (laughs) good luck. (laughs) Uh, I played for years uh, baseball. I was so terrible, though. I got on base one time. Beautiful moment, man. People were yelling and screaming my name. Because I got hit in the face and I was bleeding a lot. But a walk is a walk, okay? Don't take this shit away from me, guys. Because I told my boy, and he was like, Shaw, a walk is technically not a, it was a hit by pitch according to the rules. I was like, thank you, Tyler, for showing me that the only thing worse than baseball is people who like baseball. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, I'm a good Indian boy, though, as you can tell. Uh, like, I work in tech. Uh, call my mom every day hate Muslims. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but the rest is true. Um, I call my mom every day. The only thing she wants to talk to me about is where I am on like the merit spectrum. And it's like a 25 year old guy living in the city. I just want to know like how she expects those conversations to go, you know, be like, Hey mom, sorry to call you again at 2am. Just want you to know, uh, I fucked. She's not the one (laughs) goodbye. (laughs) Uh, My mom, very traditional Indian lady. She's like, uh, Vishal, you have to get married by 27, kids by 30, but don't kiss or date. And I'm like, what is this, algebra? How do I solve for sex? (laughs) Um, In the new year, though, I'm thinking about cutting back on uh, drinking. Anybody else hate themselves? Okay, just me. Okay, I uh, think about cutting back on drinking because there's just so many consequences. But then my dick's like, it got you laid once, bro. And I'm like, good looking out, bud. Um, I'm thinking about this because I went to uh, SantaCon. Y'all also idiots? No, just me? Okay, uh, SantaCon, if you don't know, it's like if you put a different color hat on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> that's all it is. Okay, that's been my time, guys. Thank you so much.
4: Hell yeah, Vishal Call, everyone. I would let Meryl Streep get away with all of that, honestly. <laughs> she is... A darling. All right. Well, I don't just get to express my opinions on one of the best actresses of our generation. All right. Your generation. Yeah, it's good. All of our. Uh, actually, not my generation. Well, technically, I mean, if she's still acting, it's all her generations, right? Yeah, yeah, technically. Until she dies. <laughs> Until she dies, she's multiple generations, all right? I assume that's how that works. As long as she's working, you know, until she's I think she's past the barrier of being a female actress where you can still keep going. I hate to bring that up, but it is a fucking real thing. It's like if you're 33 as a woman, you have to play somebody's mom or grandma. It's pretty fucking disturbing. Anyway, we're not getting into politics right now. Uh, On deck, Jack Ferguson. But up next, Ryan Thomas, everyone. Make it nice and loud for him.
6: Joke telling time boo 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 beep ba ba she boo, 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 boo press record nailed it. Alright, hey guys. Um I was in Chicago last week and a whole bunch of Chicago stuff happened to me. Uh, first of all on the plane when I landed in O'Hare I saw this this advertisement and it said if you suspect something, report it. And then at the bottom it said, modern slavery. Is real which was a pretty heavy poster but also that's really putting a lot of chips on a hunch (laughs) for no one that's (laughs) been trained at all (laughs) it didn't give you any advice in fact the only hint it gave you to what modern slavery was and how to detect it the picture was a young very attractive black woman she looked like she'd be an R&B singer straight up. She had, like, a lot of makeup. She looked great. And then, like, behind her, there was, like, a fuzzier black man. And so I don't really know what they were going for. But, like, now that I'm saying it out loud, I feel like what that poster was really saying was, like, report niggas. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Uh, and then, so, uh, when I got my Lyft, I got a five-star Lyft. It said five stars. And it said Top driver which is something that I've never seen before on the lift. So I actually like got excited. I was like, wow, this is gonna be a spectacular ride. Like, this is really cool. And I get in and she says, how you doing? And uh, she still got her shower cap on, which uh, if you're not black, you may or may not know that is the universal symbol for I don't take no mess. All right, if a black lady is out in public with her shower cap on, that means she give a fuck about you. She give a fuck about your feelings. And at all times, she either has a belt, a wooden spoon, or a pan on her to whoop your ass, okay? But this is different. This is Chicago, which I am not familiar with. So on the ride, a whole bunch of cops start pulling up to the Bloomingdale's that we happen to be near. It's like six cop cars. It's four cops running on foot. And I'm like, I wonder what's happening. And she says, oh, it's probably some shoplifting. I was like, "Mm, no, no, that's not how... People respond to shoplifting. She's like, no, someone probably stole something from Bloomingdale's. I was like, "Mm, I don't think so. And she said, look, what you have to understand about Chicago is that the cops aren't equipped to handle the crime here. All they have are these tiny ass nine millimeter guns and bulletproof vests, which to me sounds like enough. (laughs) She went on to say, I have a gun with hollow tips. They pierce through bulletproof vests like they're pillows and explode a motherfucker from the inside out. This was my five-star Lyft driver, who was packing hollow. T- this is what rappers rap about, and they don't even actually mean it. So yeah, Chicago goes really hard. She went on to espouse the merits of dirty money over clean money. She's like, yeah, hey, Chicago's great because we got so much dirty money. It circulates around a lot better than the clean money. You know, clean money stays at the top, but I love me some dirty money. Yep, Illinois got something for everybody. We got something for everybody, you know? If you're someone that likes going out in the country and relaxing by yourself and looking up at the stars, we got something for you. If you like food and hot dogs and pizza and sports, we got got a place for you. If you're someone who likes shooting, (laughs) no, she said, if you're someone that likes shooting and killing things, we got a place for you. Which sounds like it's not hunting. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like she doesn't mean hunting. I feel like she means hunting cops, maybe. It was was weird. Uh, Let's see. What to end on? Got a minute. Oh, okay. I was listening to Big Sean the other day, and I heard the scariest lyric I've ever heard in all my days. He said, I know some East Side niggas, and they love to bang, which is crazy because I didn't know anyone actually loved gang banging. You know, I always thought that gang banging was a necessary reaction because of. Uh, you know institutional racism in this country and young black youth wanted to feel like they were part of something bigger and have a way to make money in a world that is very unkind to them but turns out some people just do it because it's their passion (laughs) all right y'all thanks
4: hell yeah ryan thomas everybody funny as always I can see why your driver had a 5-star rating. She just keeps telling people she's got a hollow tip. She's like, "Yeah, I got hollow tips." So, uh, how's that rating looking, huh? You want to put that in now? All right. Spe- speaking
3: of money, don't forget to put
4: Yeah, put the money car. in the bucket.
3: Yeah, please. Thank you,
4: Pam. Thank help, you. Help
3: keep us open. Yay. We're yeah, gonna get your yeah put that Yay.
4: money in the bucket. All right? Or, you know, in somebody's pants if you want to. I guess I'm available is what I'm saying. All right. Um, On deck, we have Sam Carroll. But up next, they're very funny. Jack Ferguson.
7: Fuck yeah.
8: Ryan, is Chicago really that hard anymore? I feel like it's not. you just got a crazy Uber driver. You could get that anywhere, you know? <laughs> like, you get that in Danville. <laughs> you could get a guy driving around with a gun anywhere, <laughs> you know? That's actually not even that crazy of an Uber driver, just a weird hat and a gun. Like, sometimes you see machines and shit in there, like dispensing condoms. It's like, why do I need a condom in an Uber? Why are you encouraging that here? That seems like that would be counterintuitive for what you want to be going on in your car. Um I don't know. I feel like I just feel like ever since Ch- like the you know since the Cubs won the World Series, Chicago has been all right. That's what they were. That's what all the gangsters were waiting for. Was like you know what? Once we get out of this title drought, we're gonna stop. We're gonna hang up our weapons. You know. Anyways, that's how it works. Uh, so we better hope the Giants win soon. Actually, probably not. Probably be better if there was more gang activity in San Francisco. I think. You know, like lower the prices a little bit. I think. <laughs> There's not really much gang activity here. There's just a bunch of people living on the street. I feel like they should all gang together, you know? Like, let's just give homeless people guns. That's my, that's my fucking philosophy. Think about how quickly techies would leave if every homeless person had a gun. I think they're already worried about getting killed, you know? I don't know. Seeing homeless people on the streets is weird for me Because I'm bipolar So most of the time when you see Someone who's like yelling Or acting crazy on the street Like you guys are all like Oh wow that that could be me If I cut a couple rough breaks And when I see that I'm like Wow that is how I looked a couple years ago (laughs) Like and the funny thing is I walk people I walk by like when I that happened to me when I had my manic episode I got sent to the hospital but when I walk by those people I do not call the hospital you know So I know that living in San Francisco if I have another episode people are just going to walk right by me they're going to be like wow that is a remarkably clean homeless person <laughs> that is yeah. he seemed to be doing well until recently um I don't know. It is an odd, it's an odd predicament, but I'll, I'm not going to talk about that anymore. I feel like you guys, uh, what do you, What are you guys' thoughts on Jeffrey Epstein? You guys, for him, against him? You know, like, <laughs> so, for him? Yeah, all right. I feel like at this point the real conspiracy theory is that he did kill himself, you know? So many people are on the Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself train that like the people who are really subverting culture are like, nah man, I think he did it. I think he was depressed. Uh, I don't understand why no one would believe that that happened. He was the world's most famous pedophile and he was about to go to federal prison. Do you know what they do to like pedophiles in prison? Like he was gonna get killed one way or another. It might as well have been on his own terms, you know. And he had a good life. I mean, not a good life, but <laughs> <not> <laughs> morally, he had had a bad life. But certainly an enjoyable life. I mean, <laughs> that's. I think there's no denying that. And anyone who you know, anyone who argues with me on that, is not a pedophile. Uh <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I um, I really hope that if I ever get famous, nobody ever goes back on the airs and finds this set. <laughs> I, I've been watching The Bachelor recently, which I think is a completely unrealistic show. It's 27 women all pretending to be in love with one man, which as men, which we all are except for Pam, uh, we know that women would find at least... 10 of those women would find one wrong thing. It's not a realistic model. You know what is a realistic model for a dating show? Shark Tank. Just a guy, there's four blondes sitting at a table, a guy goes in and gives a PowerPoint presentation about why they should date him. And then one of them says, You know, I liked your cat and I liked your mom, but your nose reminds me of your ex. And for that reason, I'm
4: out. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> jack ferguson everybody (laughs) all right we're gonna keep it moving uh on deck is andy is andy here and oh got it how do you say her last name
3: i it's a wansio the
4: wansio
3: it's it's an i I, I it wants you i want want to
4: make sure i get it uh, it's it's
3: hard i mean i should know how to pronounce it but yeah
4: cool all right.
3: She'll be here soon.
4: Should you? I don't... No, I should. She's <laughs>
3: staying with me. She's staying with, with, oh, okay. with me this weekend. So you've actually talked to this person? No, no, we hang out all the time. Like, oh, yeah. yeah she's a well, Seattle then, yeah. No, you definitely
4: should. No. You're like, ah, we're best friends. I have no well, idea best how to friends, say her last name. She's
3: at my house a bunch of times. I don't know.
4: Wow. You are far more trusting than you should be. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cody Abe, you are on deck. But let's give it up for Johnny Stein. Keep
5: on. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm gonna try some one-liners here. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. <laughs> Strap in. Uh, I find that uh, some things take uh, you know context, like long-time listener, first-time caller, right? It's fine for the radio, but not as good if you're an unregistered sex offender. You know? <laughs> I've been listening. Uh, I wasn't as confident about that one. <laughs> here we go, on to the next. Uh, I think they're right uh, when they say, be careful what you wish for. Uh, I had a friend say, I wish I was a fly on the wall for that conversation. And I was like, okay, but you're gonna be dead in a week. Uh, Some things can be either gross or sad, like dumpsters, right? Typically gross, um, unless they're filled to the brim with get well soon cards that didn't work, you know? Okay, all right, Uh, and on to my set, Uh, cool, Uh, I live at home uh, with my parents, so uh, yeah, that's a big big mistake Uh, that I didn't have a say in. Uh, They live in the suburbs, uh, which is kind of like catching two kids, you know, stealing a kiss, you know, because you think, God, that's going to be so cute and quaint, and then you're like, whoa, this is not for me, you know, I get how it's for some people, but it's not for me. yeah, there's just nothing to do. Like all I do all day is like sit in a Starbucks and, you know, hope I become some high school sexual awakening, <laughs> you know? That's all there is to do all day. I don't uh want to be a part of it. I just, you know, make the face. Uh I uh my parents are uh, you know, frustrating. Uh my my mom, my mom's kind of like my mom's a poet, and she didn't even know it, you know? She uh I remember this thing she said to me. When I was younger, uh, she said, "Everyday I pray you being gay is a phase. isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? I'm afraid you'll get AIDS, you know? Ah, oh, stay straight. <laughs> it's like, wow, there's rhythm and rhyme and assonance and abstinence. It's cool. It's really cool yeah i uh she was she was obviously you know copying a very famous Phrase pray the gay away. You guys know that one, which is morally, you know, it's abhorrent, but rhythmically, oh, who wrote that? You know, that is enchanting. Um, pray the gay away. Uh, yeah, I, I I grew up and I uh, like I, I was afraid of freak dancing. You know, in the in the rec uh, rec department. Because my hips were just, like, two guys in a sauna, you know? Like, don't move or they'll think we're gay, <laughs> you know? <laughs> they still are. <laughs> it's a lasting thing. Uh, yeah, my mom uh, My mom is, like, I think a, a big reason that I am single. I think this, like, her obsession with, uh, like, <laughs> poetry and language is really, uh, like, rubbed off on me. She was an English teacher. And so, you know, my, uh, like... I, I, I'll i go on a date, right? And the guy will be like, uh, it's so nice to finally meet someone who I can connect with, you know? Because as we get older, it just feels like less and less people are single and you start to think, you know, is it me? You know, I'm, is it my fault? And I'll say, it's fewer and fewer people, you fucking idiot. <laughs> what are you, an outside person? <laughs> get the fuck out of my bed, I have a no sleepover policy. I'm the best you'll ever do. That's probably the language that's why I'm single. I, uh, I, my mom uh, recently got me a, a nice little, um, nice little apology for Christmas. She got me a, a loofah on a stick. Um, to me, there's like no more single tool than a, a loofah on a stick, because it really says like no one's getting your back, huh? <laughs> no one's getting that clean rubbing that down uh i'm gonna stop there thank you guys so much johnny stein everybody
4: johnny stein all right donate that cash don't forget bring your dollars or your cents or canadian money might work i don't really know i'm broke uh all right uh on deck andy awansio is that right Ah fucking nailed it. See, you do know, Pam. Your friend doesn't know your name. Anyway. Just, just ratting people out. is what I do. Alright, but let's make it nice and loud right now for Cody Abe.
9: Alright,
10: visible.
9: Visible. Um So I uh, recently went on vacation. It was fun. I went home. I visited uh, Hawaii. That's where I was born and raised. And uh, I love it, but every time I go back, it gets more and more gentrified. Uh, and what I mean by that, every time I go back, there's more and more boba shops that just pop out of nowhere. Uh, and if you don't know what boba is, it's like if you ever wanted to eat tea, uh, you can go ahead and do that. Um. <laughs> It's a very inefficient way to consume a beverage for sure but it's my way so that's what I do um, chewing away at low quality tea I don't know I uh, I did go home uh, when like whenever you visit your hometown you I I at least try to stay away from my high school at all costs. Uh, I managed to do it until like the last last minute, and I just ended up there somehow. It's like someone wanted me to be there, and that that kind of brought back memories of like uh, just being in high school, you know. And that I just remembered I was in a jazz band in high school. It was it was great. Uh, I did it to pick up girls, uh, and I was an idiot. Because it really, like, no, like, girls and just everyone just doesn't care about jazz, you know? Like, no one, it's it's not something that's gonna impress anybody. And I would try to, like, you know, I'll try to use it too, like, hey, baby, you want me to serenade you with these jazz standards from 1986? And she's like, as your counselor, I'm going to have to tell you that this is very inappropriate right now. Um see I I can't even pick up a teacher. That's crazy. It's obviously easy to do, right? right? <laughs> Couldn't even do that. I um yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I just I, I I did jazz. I I I I played jazz in the jazz band because I was I was trying to impress a girl. Um uh, it turns, it didn't really work out because she ended up dropping out of high school uh, to pursue a music career. So I picked the wrong thing to impress her with. You know that that was very unfortunate on what I chose there. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. She, I, I maybe I should have chose a different hobby, like a sound engineer or something, so I could. Uh, you know, mix her music that's not about me, but I can be like, hey, it sounds good, right? And she'll be like, get away from me. I don't know. Um, I I do like music. Music is a huge part of my life. I listen to it every day. Uh, I try to at least because it makes me feel better. Uh, There's this thing I do um, on my... I use Apple Music because I've been collecting music my whole life. I, I have a shit ton of music just on my uh, like in my library, and what I'll do is I'll shuffle all of it, and I, you know I'll, I'll just do a shuffle of my whole library just just to mix it up. You know, it'll bring back some memories about some songs that I've I heard in the past and I, I forgot about. But it also does things where like I'm in a car with somebody uh, important to me, like. I'm on a date and then just out of nowhere Weird Al Yankovic starts playing and I'm just like I have to explain to her like no I'm also a fan of Chameleon Air. like like I don't I don't just own Wyden, like I own Ridein uh please uh <laughs> please believe me and then I try to find Riding Dirty and it just doesn't show up. I'm like, "Hey Siri, play Riding Dirty." And then did you mean White and Nerdy by Weird Al Yankovic? And I'm just like, "Fuck you, Siri." Okay? Uh I I don't know. I I, I, I yeah, music is awesome. I I I do love it. Uh one of my favorite genres is uh, ska. Do you guys know ska? Uh It's a very it's a very awkward uh Genre to 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 tell somebody you like over text, because it'll just end up looking like you didn't finish your sentence. <laughs> uh, you're just like I like ska, and then they're like uh skating. <laughs> uh, all right, thank you, everybody. That's my time.
2: Hell
4: yeah, Cody Abe, everybody, Cody Abe with that fucking killer hoodie. I love that shit. All right. Uh, on deck, uh, Casey. Nobody gives a shit, evidently. He didn't tell me how to pronounce his last name. All right? I'm so upset. He's like, is it Koenig? He's like, sure. I'm like, Koenig? He's like, whatever you want. I'm like, will you have a fucking opinion, man? I don't know why I'm so upset about that. Uh, but let's, uh, let's get it together. Put your hands together. Very nice and loud for Andy Iwancio. <laughs>
11: Oh my gosh, I legitimately just flew in, and boy is my shoulder hurting from the woman who was drinking horchata against me for an hour. I <laughs> rode the bus up here, and I always forget how like fun it is. I try to like rub the window so I can see what stopped. Fuck that. <laughs> it looks like every window in the Sam Trans bus has been scratched out by a horde of wolves. <laughs> I was just like moving it out of the way. It just looks like I'm just putting another gang sign up. Or <laughs> run with the smears. Uh, I have epilepsy. Or as I like to say, I like to get down and shake my ass. <laughs> I can hear people holding off from that. When a person with a disability makes a joke like that, what they're trying to do is not be self Deprecating. What they're trying to do is take away from the scariness and the anxiety that a disability has over their life. Also, I've written most of these jokes in hospitals, so each one of them cost $1,000. Thankfully, I can write them off as writer's retreats. <laughs> Did I have a seizure? No, creativity struck. <laughs> Like having a well, like having, having a seizure is like falling through a hole in space and time, and like doing acid is like falling through a hole in space and time. I had a seizure on acid, and I thought the two would cancel out, and I'd just wake up doing my taxes. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> you wake up in the emergency room singing the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song to some paramedics (laughs) but like that's the only time like that's the other thing I'm like transgender and there's the whole bathroom thing right now trying to tell us where we can go to the bathroom but again I have epilepsy I just go where I land (laughs) And I haven't, I haven't really, it's self-deprecating, not self-deprecating, sometimes self-deprecating. <laughs> but like, I've only, I've only, I've only crapped myself once, and that was on acid. And you cannot, you can't blame me though for that one, cause I, clearly I lost my shit. <laughs> That was good, and you're not giving it what it respects. You're going through your own set in your head, and that's fine. <laughs> uh, anybody, if anybody's listening to this online, this, this open mic looks like the waiting room for a sperm bank. <laughs> I hope mine's clean enough. Last time I went, it swum back into my urethra. <laughs> made a shrieking noise like a mouse. <laughs> Back up into your research. Uh, I've been eating edibles for uh for epilepsy. They're like, uh weed, THC, and CBD are all good for helping and treating epilepsy. I didn't believe it for a long time. Because the only time I'd ever heard somebody talk about it was somebody who just blown out sponk smoke. <laughs> like, the last dude who told me was like... <laughs> You know this is good for epilepsy, right? <laughs> like treating or getting. <laughs> but like I keep I keep eating edibles and it's like new to me and I what keeps happening to me is I start taking music too seriously. Like you start thinking you've got so much spare time to overthink things. Like music just is so much more intense to me like i think about it too much like i'll hear a song and i'm and it slows down i'm like bow, and it's like yeah i do like my brothers but i don't love my brothers and it's like bow and i'm like i didn't get a chance to say goodbye to my mother and then bow, 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 and the rest of the seinfeld theme song plays (laughs) but i've taken it so seriously (laughs) who are these people in my life? <laughs> that was good, too. You're not giving it. <laughs> I feel like Seinfeld might be a dated reference. I get that. I I like read up on the Seinfeld theme song because it's something you do when you're high. Wikipedia sound. Um, and I found out that each theme song isn't the same. He, like a dude, played the bass each episode along with the stand-up comedy that Seinfeld did in the beginning. So 169 times this dude had to play bass and and interpret it, in Seinfeld's stand-up for bass, 169 times. Thinking about having to make 169 different Seinfeld bass, like bass lines, suddenly an open mic doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> 169 times? Isn't another dude doing Seinfeld with a bass? No, Great. <laughs> uh but I I've been kind of like on edge about like buying the weed though or edibles. Even though it's legal in Washington state, I just came in from like Seattle where I'm from like uh it's legal to have weed, but they haven't like changed all the laws. Cuz like it's legal to have weed, but if you go into a smoke shop, you can purchase a water pipe but if you go to a smoke shop and call it a bong, legally you'll be asked to leave, still now. Much in the same way you can go into a sporting goods store and you can purchase a ski mask, but if you call it a robbery hat, (laughs) you'll be asked to leave. Do you want the third one? You want the third one. You didn't say it, but you meant it with your eyes. (laughs) You can go into an underground fighting arena, And you can place a wager on bare-knuckle boxing. But if you call it topless fisting, (laughs) you'll be asked to leave. Here's me leaving. Thanks.
4: Andy Awansio, everybody. The comedic stylings. I just think about that bassist for uh, Seinfeld and, like, How disappointing that job was. He's like, I play with Miles Davis. This is where my life is. (laughs) He kills himself, and then the song comes in. (laughs) All right, that's dark. Uh, Sam Carroll, you are on deck. But let's make it nice and loud for KSK. Who gives a fuck, huh?
12: about uh my name Kelly is that uh, I I really don't mind when people mispronounce my name. Uh my mom is a Japanese immigrant and she's never said my name right once <laughs> ever. Uh, she uh yeah, anytime I talk to her she's always just like Keishi, because she has a Japanese accent. And um yeah, it's just one of those things. <laughs> I I really don't mind. Um nice to be here. Uh I have more to that joke but I I kind of lost it probably because I was so enthusiastic about the idea of a Seinfeld bassist killing himself.
2: <laughs>
12: <laughs> I do love the idea of the backstory that you gave him, the origin story, he used to play bass for Miles Davis, just like the peak of like artistic success and like integrity and then he's just sitting in a studio 30 years later like watching Seinfeld just going on a keyboard. <laughs> cuz you know if he dies like that's what's going to play at the memorial right like not not any of the cool shit it's always going to be <laughs> it's like his name and then in quotes seinfeld bassist like that's it sometimes that's the peak of your success you guys ever think that to yourself like maybe this is it like i've already peaked this is the as high as my mountain will go here at mutineer radio this is it this is my mountain It'll be good. Um, It's always fun to be here, though. Uh, Happy holidays, uh, everybody. Or I guess it's over. Are you guys relieved it's over? Yeah? you had to see your family? (laughs) No? Or maybe you're relieved because you didn't get to see them? I got to see my dad, and uh, he actually ended up telling me that he got a vasectomy. I I didn't ask him. (laughs) No one's ever like, hey, dad, how are your balls? I'd really like to know. <laughs> I think it hurt because he was just—he—he he said it. He didn't say it like "I got a vasectomy because I'm so ha- grateful for this family I already have and that I have everything I need." He said it more like, "I should have done this years ago." Honestly, I—I <laughs> I have a lot of regrets. Um, <laughs> did you know that instead of babies, you can get a used Mercedes? Like that's just right. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you guys ever this is San Francisco so I feel like this might resonate uh, have you guys ever been invited to join a cult <laughs> was that knowing laughter or was that just like oh that's a silly idea yeah. you, you yeah. really okay well, honestly yeah you, so did you go do your Dianetics thing in, in the, I was tempted for a minute because with like the people at beauty parlors who offer you free samples yeah <laughs> like Leah and I do not trust it. yeah it's one of those things where I, I i feel personally insulted whenever people like try to invite me to scientology type stuff it's just like wait do you think i can't afford hbo like what i have youtube like what how dumb do you think i am <laughs> like you feel bad for them but then also insulted that they think you're also dumb like them uh <laughs> uh yeah i i fought for a lot of stuff un- unfortunately uh when uh when i was a kid my mom uh my mom signed me up to be a male model because some man called her over the phone, which is the best way to find models. <laughs> He's just like, ma'am, uh, your son could be a model. And it's just like, technically, anybody could be a male model. Like, even a woman can be a male model if they try hard enough. Uh, but, uh, we went along with it. She's like, yes, my beautiful baby boy is a model. Uh, here's a hundred dollars and, uh, you're allowed to take pictures of him hugging a tree awkwardly in Golden Gate Park. Um, the worst part actually was when we met up, like it was, it was pretty obvious. Like they didn't even have an office. We just met up in front of a library. Like that was a big, also like everybody else in the class, they were like 18 to 25 year old girls. And, uh, yeah, uh, and I walk in and they're just like, wait, huh? like that just as a visual cue of like that, like, oh wait, I'm pretty sure we're getting ripped off. Like that guy, I thought we were supposed to be models. Like what, isn't this supposed to be a thing? I, um, yeah, the worst part about it is like, uh, I, I was talking to my friends about it. They're like, you should open with that story. And I was like, do you I don't know. Like, I feel like if I talk to that to people, like they might, it might come off like I'm bragging, like I deserve to be a model, and they're like, "No, it won't."
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys later. Bye. K. C. Kaneig. I like it because it's got two KK, You know, just don't add a third. Um. Anyway, <laughs> safety first. You're white. Uh. Nobody believes you're Japanese. Anyway. Uh. Just saying, like if you're half Japanese and half white, you are white, uh, at least here. Anyway, that went a direction I wasn't planning on. All right, let's keep moving. Um, oh, I was thinking though about like uh, being asked to join a cult. Like you're offended when they ask you. I'm like, I'm offended because nobody's asked me. All right, like what is wrong? Am I giving off the wrong vibes? Don't I like look? <sighs> Am I not pretty enough? Is that what I'm? Anyway, all right, this. Thank you very much for that. Um, all right, on deck, Anthony Zuccaro. But right now, make it loud for Sam Carroll, everyone. I,
13: I realized this the other day. It was a big uh, point of maturity for me in my life. I had been, I had been uh, f- uh, flicking too early, like all my life. I had, I had been peeing, and I was starting the flick too early. And it was just a mess. I, I thought that there was something wrong with my penis or something. That I was just releasing too many drops after the pee. So what I've, I've just been wait, I've been waiting. You have to wait like 10 seconds after. From, you know, so it's like five drops, right? And it's like a two drop. And it's like a one drop. And then you put it away, you know? But I'll still have like 13 drops in my boxers, you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with my penis, I don't know. I drove by a sign uh, outside of a church, it was a big banner outside of a church, like the one on uh, 20th and Mission over there. This is true, they have a sign up that says, uh, pregnant, worried, need help? Yeah, can you believe these greedy motherfuckers are trying to get a buy one, get one free? You know what I mean? (laughs) That's just cheap. It's more more, uh, money in the collection bin for them. I don't know. I have a dream. That I can sleep in on Monday morning. It's an MLK day on Monday. And keep dreaming. And, and and not have and not have my morning dream, which is my best dream, it's always my best dream, be interrupted by my alarm clock at six thirty. My morning dream is the one where I get Michelle Obama naked. It's awesome. I'm just like, almost there. Uh Sam. Uh, it's time to wake up. That's Mr. Obama. I'm working on it. I don't do very good black guy, or half black. I, uh, I, picked up, I picked up a copy of Michelle Obama's book the other day. Have you guys seen this? It's called uh, Becoming Michelle Obama. I give it eight, eight points out of 10. Uh, I took some points off for the narcissism in it. I, uh, I liked Barack's book too. Do you guys like it? It was uh, Dreaming of My Dad. Anyone? All right, so no one no one gets this. He wrote a book called Dreams of My Father. Dreams from My Father. And it was like his, about a story about his father coming to the Americas. But if you just read the book by its cover, he's dreaming about his dad for 364 pages. This man is. And I dream about my dad, too. I just don't, like, I don't do 364 pages and then an intro by... Abraham Lincoln like I don't I don't do that you know I sometimes I have dreams of my dad that are so realistic that he'll actually come into my room in the morning and he'll say to me Sam last night was just a dream I'm like dad did we have the same dream also please stop coming into my room while I'm changing like we've talked about this you know it's like you got cameras in here or something I want to talk a little bit about my uh, my stance on abortion, which is uh, entirely different than mine on free throws. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm pro-choice, and it's not it's not because I care. It's because my parents fucked in a state where abortion was illegal, and now I'm here uh, doing open mic comedy. You know, what do you not like open mic comedy? I like it. It's just that. Open, you know. I it'd be better if it was closed. I think all of us, right? We should close it off. Everyone in this room, close it off. Nobody can come. One of us will get famous. We'll pool our money. We'll do like a a Latino lottery kind of thing, like a Mission District lottery, and we'll all split it. I don't know. I just don't want to work hard. This is really hard. This is a hard. thing. I didn't know how hard this was gonna be. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I had someone ask me the other day, uh, "Sam, why don't you kill yourself?" First of all, uh, dick. Second of all, uh, suicide is a uh, class A felony in California. Yeah, it goes on your criminal record. You could never get a job after that. <laughs> yeah, you go into a job interview, you're like, "Hey, I'd, I'd like this job." like uh says here you committed suicide Wait a second something's wrong here you're a repeat offender no. <laughs> You know it's it's interesting attempted suicide is is illegal but suicide is, or su- attempted suicide is legal. Suicide itself is not, uh, you know, which I, I think I think that makes you think a little bit about the homicide laws in this country. You know, I, it just it seems to me that big corrupt politicians are in are in the pockets of big suicide. Did you horn me already? Okay, all right, that's fine. I'll end there. That's good. Sam Carroll, everyone. He'll
4: be camping on the side of a mountain later, evidently, by this jacket that he's wearing. It's a windproof, man. It is solid. It's windy outside. All right. Anyway, uh, Rob Edwards, you're on deck, but let's make it nice and loud for Anthony Zuccaro, everybody.
14: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I've realized that uh, there are a lot of reasons on why I could never get away with murder. Here are a few of them. Uh, the first rule of getting away with murder, you have to kill someone you don't know so that there's no connection, right? And honestly, I've only thought about killing people I'm close to. So that's that's a no. Um, number two, the amount of times that I've forgotten a jacket at home when I could have really used a jacket. Number three, I'm so hairy... No matter what room I'm in for how long, there is evidence that I've been there. <laughs> if someone gets murdered tonight, when well, there's no murdering tonight. Um, but if someone gets murdered tonight in this room, I'm, I'm getting booked for it. My hair is all over this place, and I've been here for only 40 minutes. Um, number four, my hands shake constantly. I will not hold up. Under questioning, my hands shake. I'm a twitchy person without a body in my crawl space. This, to put that in perspective, how nervous I am all the time. This is my favorite thing to do, and I look nervous as hell. So, could you you can imagine if I'm in an interrogation room? Also, I sweat so easily. If that interrogation room is north of 70 degrees, I'm going to jail for real. There's no way. One time, I was a uh, I was late to class, so I had to run to get to class, and a girl asked me, oh shit, is it raining outside? <laughs> like that's, that is how easily I sweat. And even, and even then I couldn't answer that question, honestly. Um, number, that was number five. Number six, uh, I have a Prius. I know what you're thinking. The trunk space. I know, but Prius, not not a good escape vehicle. Also, I don't want to have gotten away with the murder and gotten caught because someone thought I was an Uber. No, that's not, <laughs> that is not the case. Um, number seven, I am terrible at small talk. I am absolutely terrible at small talk. That I'm definitely going to get caught for murder because I hate awkward pauses in a conversation. Someone's just going to be like, hey, Anthony, you've seen this weather? It's crazy. I'm like, yeah. <sighs> so i killed the guy um anyway just keep the conversation going uh number eight i like using apple pay a lot number nine um i googled most common murder mistakes for this joke uh so that's 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 a clear trail on that one um but yeah i comedians and serial killers are a lot alike actually they they travel state to state for their craft um prostitutes um there's another part of that joke <laughs> i said the i said the fourth thing third um yeah it could be there uh, uh something i noticed about serial killers is there's a uh and comedians also comedians could have been serial killers with just one more traumatic event in their childhood you know it was just we were just all raised just a little bit too well for to be a killer um for example you always see serial killers like uh there's always something that connects to their childhood right like um my mom used to beat me with a frying pan and now I kill female chefs. You know, like there's always <laughs> there's always something there's always something there. Um and that's all I wanted to try. Kelly, everybody.
4: Anthony Zuccaro, everyone. Anthony, give it up for him. Come on, let's keep the fucking energy rolling. We are making it. We're almost there. All right. On deck. Uh Aaron Matthew Lyons. Is that yeah, yeah, you're in. All right, cool. Fantastic. Uh, but right now, let's make a nice and loud for Rob Edwards. Very funny gentleman. Rob Edwards, everybody.
15: It's always the same. You're jumping someone
16: There it is. All right, cool, cool. Uh, so I just watched the movie, uh, old movie, Boys in the Hood. How many of y'all seen that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always, you know, it's always sad when Ricky dies in the movie. It is. But I always, maybe it's just because I'm an asshole, I always find myself questioning his survival skills. I don't know. You yeah. know, like, first of all, the first thing is, you know, he was like, you know, split up. You know, first of all, never in the history of niggas beefing has the words, let's split up, been used. Okay, this isn't, this isn't Scooby-Doo. You know what I'm saying? Gang, let's split up. We don't, we're not doing that. You know what I'm saying? We roll deep. I don't know what the fuck, what the hell is he talking about? And then, you know, another thing was Ricky was a running back. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when you're a running back, you know, you're taught quick quick moves, quick changes in direction, you know, spin moves, being elusive. And when his life hung in the balance, he didn't do none of that shit. He ran away from them niggas in a straight line. No serpentine pattern, nothing. He just easy target. It was like Steph Curry shooting a free throw. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, I don't know, man. I, I just I have to question his you know make like no wonder he did so bad on the SAT you know he thought he could outrun bullets I was like I didn't know what the fuck he was doing like I didn't know what he was trying to do right there uh what else are we gonna uh so uh how many of y'all drink any of y'all drinking here yeah okay cool uh I'm I'm a drinker I meet a lot of bartenders some of them call themselves star tenders uh I feel it's a bit arrogant uh <laughs> because you know, I'm comparing you to the best bartender, whoever to do, whoever did it. You know who that is? Oh. Jesus. Yeah. You have to be an incredible mixologist to make somebody believe you turned water into wine. That is nobody's doing that today. You know what I mean? And then like. You know, he was like, you know, you catch the Holy Ghost and alcohol poisoning at the same time. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then if you die from alcohol poisoning, Jesus is right there. Wake up, my son. Get up. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, (laughs) it would be like, like, oh, my God, Jesus, you must really care about us. You brought us back. He was like, yeah, that. And you didn't close out your tab, nigga. All right. I got to. All right. You know, religions don't fund themselves. Jesus got to get paid. You know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, people give Donald Trump a hard time as they should. He's, he's kind of an idiot. Uh, they, I didn't understand why everybody got mad at him about the porn star shit though. Um, you know, for me, it was like, if you've agreed to be in a monogamous marriage, I already question your judgment. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, like how, if you willingly tie the knot, if you put on the old ball and chain, how the fuck are you going to lead the free world? Like, you know what I'm saying? You're not in the right mindset to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a stressful job. Like, I don't get, like, why you need to be with one person or why who you're fucking matters. Like, I didn't get why Bill Clinton got in trouble for it or anybody. It's a stressful job, all right? Like, have you seen the before and after pictures of Barack when he went in there? Yeah. 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 They say black don't crack, but the stress of that job, it cracked his black ass. It did, (laughs) all right? It looked like he had a fucking cancer scare or some shit. It was fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, What else? Uh... So, white people have apparently been calling, what's happening, boss? Been calling uh, the police on black people for no reason. So, I'm gonna start uh, calling the police on white people for no reason. That's what I'm gonna do. Like, oh my God, 911, like, 911, what's the emergency? Oh my God, uh, there's a white dude in a trench coat in the mall. He looks like he doesn't get any pussy. Send someone quick. (laughs) He's like, you sure he's just not wearing the trench coat because it's raining? Like, he's an incel. Get somebody over here quick. He's gonna kill everyone. It's like 911, what's your emergency? There's this white lady. She moved into the building and she's taking money from everyone. Like what? She's robbing people? No. They raised the rent a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they turned my favorite chicken joint to a soul cycle. Come pick this bitch up. <laughs> all right. All right, and that's all I got, you guys. <music>
4: Good shit, man. Fucking Rob Edwards. Funnier every week. Uh all right. On deck, Mike Evans Junior. He knows that yeah, I just talked to him.
3: Don't forget about me. I'm on the list too. Yeah,
4: no, you're right oh, well he was on the list and then he just came in, so oh, he was no, earlier it's on. Fine, you're it's right fine. after you him. You no, I didn't. Okay, you good. were actually Thank gonna you. be I'm on sorry, deck when he came it's all to play. It's all right. Okay. It's, a, it's your place. Do you wanna go next? Do no, no, you wanna no, no, go right no,
3: now? No, 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 go right now. no, 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 we can
4: do a tandem thing, whatever you want. All right, but right now, sorry, man. You're new, so I'm bad with names. Uh, Aaron Matthew Lyons? Yeah? All right, Aaron Matthew Lyons. Make it loud for him, all right? Make it loud.
17: What's up, guys? Are you still here? <laughs> Maybe. So uh, I'm going to talk about sex uh believe it or not, I actually have had sex. Uh you know, it's weird to talk about sex to people who are obviously much older and presumably more experienced than I am, but we're gonna try it. Uh you know, I've been having sex for about four years, intermittently occasionally from time to time. Uh and it's actually kind of funny. Like I, I found out what sex was like on my own when I was seven. I was just like Like, I wonder if, like, anyone's ever tried to put, like, a dick in a vagina, like, just in, like, math class. Turns out people do that shit, like, all the time. Uh, very frequently. And, I don't know why, but for some reason, it kind of just, like, took over, like, my entire being. Like, all throughout my life, I was just like, sex, like, we have to have it, it's happening, like, do it. So in college, people were like, yo, gotta focus on my grades, gotta get an internship, gotta get a job. I was like, fuck, will someone please... Just have sex with me. And when it finally did happen, it was so fucking bad. (laughs) There was blood everywhere, and it wasn't even her blood. It was my blood. And you're like, well, how did you bleed? And it's like, do I want to leave it up to your imaginations? I do, but I don't, I'll tell you. She, you know, for whatever reason, she was, like, really into biting. And I was so fucked up, but at the same time, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm going to have sex. But also, like, she bit my dick, and it was not—it was not good. But at the same time, like, I had sex, so it counts. Uh, but now that I like actually have sex on a semi, more regularly, frequent basis, I've realized that my priorities change. And, like, when I have sex on a regular basis, it's like, hey, you know, I-, I could get this shit whenever. Like, it's not that big a deal. Like before, if someone was like, hey, I need you to go to Alaska, climb the highest mountain. At the highest mountain there's there's a mailbox. In the mailbox, there's going to be a key. Go to, port, <laughs> like, Portugal or some shit. Bring back a red ball, and then maybe I'll have sex with you. I'd be like, that's it? Let's go. Like, I got this. And now I'm just like, you know, it's like, whatever. Like I'll be like, some girl could send me, like, like, the dirtiest text. And I'll be like, you know, like, I I just, like, wash my sheets. I'm not really in the mood. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I realized that, like, I'm not, like, what's the word? I guess good. I'm not good at sex. Which is, and I, and, like, as a black person, people, like, have so, such high expectations for you. They're like, oh, like, he's gonna fucking rock my world. And before, I was like, oh, God, like, you know, this, this never happens. Like, oh, my God. And I'm just like, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, give me, like, five minutes, I'll disappoint you again. <laughs> but uh, a little while ago, actually, I was hooking up with this girl, and, you know, things were going pretty good. And I guess she started to trust me. Told me she was adopted. I was like, "Wow, that's so like I'm glad you trust me." But at the same time, what I heard was, "If I get pregnant, like I'm gonna keep it." <laughs> so I was like, "All right, I gotta end this." So I'm like, "Hey, you know, I don't think are, I don't think these are working out. I think we just maybe see other people." And she was like, "So caught off guard, out of the blue." She like, thought things were going great. Uh, it was a, overall like a pretty tough conversation, but at the same time, it was a lot easier than pushing you down the stairs. <laughs> Uh, last year I found out I have asthma, which is crazy because I'm 24. Uh, and before, you know, it's, my entire life my parents were like, oh, you know, you just have that condition, you know, you're just a really heavy breather, you have bad stamina. Uh, and you know, at one point I was like, you know, I gotta just take my life in my own hands and figure, like, I went to the doctor, told him my, my symptoms. He was like, alright, I'm gonna have you do a breathing test. Uh, that night I have asthma, which is crazy, because I've just been having, like, five to six asthma attacks, like, every year. Like, my parents are like, oh, it's a mystery. It's actually a very common condition, very treatable. I told my parents, actually, my mom, she always says it's funny. I actually said it earlier. It'll, like, it'll never be funny, but she's like, oh, my God, it's so funny. Like, you never believe it, but if you can, like, I have asthma, too. Like, can you believe it? And I was like, yeah, I can believe it. It's called genetics. <laughs> are you kidding me? But uh, it's great. I can actually breathe now. Uh, still, you know, don't have the best stamina, but I can breathe, so it's great. Anyway, thanks for doing this, Mike. Appreciate it.
2: Aaron
4: Matthew Lyons, everybody, fuck yeah, give it up for him. I also want—I just gotta say, man, I want to give it up for you because uh, she bit your dick and then you had sex. Like what? You were bleeding from the dick, and she was like, yeah, go for it. Oh, we can still do this. Like, that is, wow. The fortitude is impressive. All right. Nobody else thought that was weird? That was a, an interesting detail of the story that we just, I had so many, Yeah, ha, no, you didn't. I'm glad I wasn't. All right. Thank you. Oh, I actually wish I was now. All right. Let's give it up for your next comic. Mike Evans Jr., everybody. Hello, hello, uh,
7: anybody here have, like, a a work crush, right, like, somebody that, like, I got got work at a middle school, and, like, there's this teacher that I I really want to fuck really bad, but she, like, cold-hearted rejected me today, it was really bad, like, we've been making jokes, other teachers are like, hey, you know, Mike, you're never gonna have a chance at fucking Miss James, but, uh, Today she told me straight up, she was like, hey Mike, you know we're, we're gonna go to my house real quick, I'm gonna pick up a couple of things, we're gonna go get drinks. She was like, also, my bedroom is a place you will never go. <laughs> In front of my coworkers, and I was just like, that sucks, that, that hurt. And I have a girlfriend too, so that's like, <laughs> overall I'm okay. But there's a thing about like the work crush, or like you know, if your boss is attractive, there's always that thing in the back of your head that's like, maybe one day we could have sex, but, <laughs> but now it's not there, now it's not there. So I don't know. I I, I don't think I'm gonna go to work anymore. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's what I'm concluding to right now. We'll see though. It's funny though, cause like you know, growing up, going to different schools and shit. It's like there's teacher hot, and there's like there's coworker hot, but like in real life you wouldn't have sex with them or like you wouldn't like stop and she are like holy shit you're fine it's just when you're around somebody for a long period of time that you think they're attractive that's really all i had to say tonight but we're <laughs> we're just gonna keep keep going Can anybody have a topic or anything they want to hear someone talk about tonight huh okay. martin luther king uh martin luther king should on his wife which like isn't the thing that's in books, right? They don't really, that's not what we're celebrating this weekend, right? Like, you can be the best leader, you can be the most celebrated civil rights leader of all time and still cheat on your wife with just tons of people. I used to have a joke about how like, he wrote his I have a dream speech, partly for humanity, but also to know that like, you know, I'm gonna get some white pussy after this. One day over a mountaintop is that pink vagina. It's right there and it's illegal. Man. I wonder this makes me wonder like who was the first person to like say the word nigger. You know what I mean? Cuz it had to transition from nigger to nigga. Like when was the day where it was like slave owner was like, "Hey nigger." And it's like, "What's up, brother? Like what's popping?" Like <laughs> we're all friends. <laughs> this doesn't hurt me anymore (laughs) there had to be that switch there had to be there's no that man is not in history books that's not it's not a thing same thing with like bdsm right like slavery was like not okay for most of time and now it's like Folsom street fair bunch of slave references like you just (laughs) i went to gay pride one year and this lady asked me if I want to get whipped. And, like, in the same breath, she realized what she just asked me. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said sorry to her because I made her more uncomfortable. Because I looked at her and I was like, no. <laughs> she was like, I'm so sorry. I just didn't even think about it. <laughs> but there are black people that do like BDSM who are in interracial relationships. So, like, do they think... I don't know. Maybe this is more of a question for like uh what's for like Kanye West and like what's the one black dude that works at the White House? Ben Carson, right? He probably thinks about that shit too, right? Just there has to be that flip. <laughs> I guess that's my MLK material. I don't know. I got one more MLK joke it was about how uh you know a, a lot of great artists they have uh, they have catchphrases that sound like them busting a nut, right? Like, if you're a really great artist, you know, in music in general, like, you know, Ludacris, Luda! It's like him, Tim Cumming, you know what I mean? Rick Ross, oh. <laughs> you know, Kendrick Lamar, doo doo. It's like two really quick nuts, just doo doo. J. Cole, oh, ah, oh, ah, ah, ah. Anderson Pack, yes,
16: Lord!
7: <laughs> right? Martin Luther King, ah, no, well. Maybe they bust nuts differently. DMX, ah, ah, ah! It's just fucking dogs. Ludacris has the weirdest one, though, because it's like he's a Pokemon, because he just says his name as he busts nuts. That's. That's weird. I'm gonna try something. I'm 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 gonna try to yell some weird phrase as I come the next time. I have a girlfriend, so it's like she won't break up with me if I yell just fucking anything as I'm busting a nut. I'm trying to think of the weirdest thing to say. Just nine eleven just <laughs> That'd be weird, wouldn't it? My name is Mike. <laughs> Everybody have a good night.
4: Hell yeah, Mike Evans Jr., everybody. Fucking great set, man. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, on deck, we have uh, John Perkins. Do we have a John Perkins? Fuck yeah, all right. But let's give it up. She put this place together. She's got the energy to make it happen. She's very funny. She's got a blue jean jacket. Let's make it nice and loud for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Yeah. Clits are tiny dicks. Clits are tiny dicks. are tiny dicks. Hey, welcome to
3: the rally, everyone. It's the tiny, tiny, tiny dick revolution. It's time. We're gonna divide this up into groups, and we're over here. You're gonna say all, and here in the center you're gonna say sizes, and over here you're gonna say matter. Okay, here we go. All sizes matter. All sizes matter. matter. All, all, sizes matter. matter. All, all sizes matter. That's right. Our schlong doesn't have to be long penis envy no way! We have one it's just pocket size. Women have the tiniest dicks and it's time to celebrate our cute cocks. The clitoris is the cutest cock. It's time to rock with our itty-bitty dingelings. Our micropenises are sexy! The word is clitoris! bring it back. It's time to pull back the hood and make that word mean something. Our schlong doesn't have to be long. Welcome to the future. All sizes matter. All sizes matter. I just I just have to get serious about it for a second, guys. I just need you to listen. Uh, what I'm talking about is that we have tiny dicks, and they have not been acknowledged for far too long in the dick community. right? It's time to take a stand. It's time to to undock the little man in the boat and let him sail on the high seas to dictum. We want blowjobs too. <laughs> suck it, yeah. suck it, yeah. suck it hard, but not too hard. <laughs> not too hard. Read your clitoris. New dawn, new day, new clit. Let us be free, let us be stimulated. What do we want? Dicks. When do we want them? Now, but we already have them. Okay. thanks for letting me run that. I'm in this sketch comedy thing, and that's one of my monologues. And there's people with signs. This is a promo for Edna in a Bottle at Piano Fight on Thursday, (laughs) the 23rd, and Friday the 31st both at 10 pm and it's insane i've had to memorize so much shit that's just one monologue that's it's like an hour and a half long show that we wrote last week what the fuck so anyways thank you for going through my clit rally thing um How how much time do i have left that was two and a half minutes that's not bad i can i can make that longer with the people with the signs and they're gonna yell things and we'll get the audience involved it'll be fun uh, real jokes my dad texted me today I know that I, you know that you're old when your dad texts you uh, have you gotten a colonoscopy yet <laughs> I'm 45 dad what the fuck you want me to go get a go col- what are you worried about dude uh, did you hear my jokes about my hemorrhoids it's different than polyps I think I don't know the hemorrhoids are on the outside I think the polyps are on the inside uh, I, I know that I'm old because my mom texted me, Jesus is calling you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> mom, Jesus isn't calling me, you're texting me, and Jesus isn't real. <laughs> also... Also, you were totally mad about me having like a four-foot life-size cat friend when I was seven, but you were fine with having an invisible 33-year-old man sit on my bed and hold my hand every night while I told him all my problems. (laughs) Really? You're fine with that invisible friend, but not the cat? Thanks. (laughs) My parents are like, Jesus is still asking for you. I'm like, I know. I like 33-year-old men. He's fine now. I'm totally, totally into Jesus. (laughs) Right? He's like a hot surfer dude, and he likes to smoke weed. (laughs) He's saved all the people that's wrong i like men with damage uh all right i have I have one minute left what other new things am i working on oh thank you thank you for giving me the horn um i don't really have anything else to add just uh hey if you want to come see a cool show come to piano fight um uh, this Thursday the 23rd at 10 o'clock or next Friday the 31st at 10 o'clock and I act, I did, forgot I know. I have an acting degree from when I was like you know 1996 before you were born or when you were born that's when I got out of college with an acting degree so whoopity do. <laughs> like, I'm actually using it like I remember how to do that <laughs> so anyways you can come see me act it's different than stand up comedy who knew <laughs> you actually have to like read other people's lines okay uh, thank Thanks for being here. Yay! Bye.
4: Pam Benjamin, everyone. Pam Benjamin. I have to say, you know, I, I know I have a questionable relationship with my mom. When I was like listening to Pam, be like, wish my mom would ask me about my colon. You know, like maybe we should uh, talk more. I don't know, uh, but not about that. Uh, also, I just want to say, I love the rant, Pam. I got to say, the rant was great. Uh, but I do want to forewarn: uh, not all women have tiny penises. All right. <laughs> Fair. Just saying, watch out, you know? Uh, (laughs) It's weird in these streets. Uh, All right. John Perkins is up right now. Let's make it nice and loud for John Perkins.
5: Didn't see the hand. Didn't
18: see the hand. I didn't realize we were going to be wearing the exact same thing. I'm just missing a couple patches, but for those listening at home, the last two performers, including me, are wearing all denim, basically. So, as you can see from my denim jeans, my denim jacket, and my flannel, I am a proud Canadian lesbian, born and raised. <laughs> I um, Now, I'm going to go into my ASMR bit. So, I'm just going to whisper with the rest of my jokes. Thank you. I work as a barista. No, but um, I work as a barista because I was an English major in college, and that's all I can... I guess I'm qualified to do. I can talk to people. I can take their orders. Even then, it's not as simple as you think. Sometimes there's stuff that gets lost in translation. Sometimes it's just a little, you know, it gets a little iffy. People's orders don't come across as well. And I've had a couple times where... I guess I missed something. Maybe I don't put in enough sugar. Because the coffee place I work at, we put everything in the cup for you. We put the coffee, the sugar, the cream, everything. You basically get no say in how it works. Or actually, you tell me how it works, and I hope to make it work right. So there was, there's been two occasions where I guess I didn't put enough sugar in the person's drink, and they really let me know that. So instead of letting me know, like, hey, man, I could just use a little more sugar in this. You know, it was almost there. It was almost perfect. I had one guy who, instead of just letting me put the sugar in, just berated me for about two minutes. I was like, you call this sugar? This is sugar? And I'm like, sir, I can always put in more sugar for you. It's fine. It's like, no, I just got done working. This is not sugar. And I was like, okay, I'm so sorry. And instead of letting me fix it in the three minutes he berated me, he just took off with his sugarless coffee apparently. And that was was a lot. That was something. But the thing that topped it off was there was another guy, same situation. I guess I didn't put enough sugar in his drink. But instead of letting me fix it, he backed up from the bar. Then he started slowly crypt walking down the bar telling me that I didn't give him enough sugar. He's like, man, I want sugar in my drink. I was like, sir, please just come back. There's no one else in line. I can put sugar in your drink. And as he's walking down the aisle of baristas that are right there, he walks up to another barista. He's like, Hey, can I get some sugar in this drink? And while she's adding sugar in his drink, he keeps looking at me and he's like, man, that's not sugar. This is sugar. And I just didn't understand what the fuck was wrong with people in sugar. You know, they're, <laughs> I had two giant scoops in there, but I guess it wasn't enough for him. So then once he got the sugar from the other person, he started stepping back again. It's like, this is sugar. And then he walked away, and I just stood there dumbfounded. It's like, what, what did I do? You know, How much sugar does a man need? And the other thing that always gets me about working at the coffee shop is maybe it was because I grew up poor, you know, and I'm not used to just handling money. But anytime there's like a transaction on the register, if it's just the purchase itself, I can handle it. Cause I'm like, okay, you paid for this. Good. It's five bucks. You give me the five bucks. I give you the change, whatever it is. But when it comes to the part on the machine, you know how, when you're buying and it's like, Hey, do you want to leave a tip? And all the menu pops up. And I thought that it would just be like, you know, I see the options and then they can decide like, oh, you know, 10%, 15%. But apparently we both see it and it gets awkward for me because tipping is just money that they're given to me. And I'm not used to getting things. So I don't like to look at the person while they're deciding if they want to get a tip. So I'll look around. I'll look at the ceiling. I'll be like, oh, my God, we have letters up there. And I'll just be vocalizing different things in the store while they're making their choice between 10 and 15%. Ugh. We have lighting? What's going on? And after a while, they hit 10%. I'm like, okay, thank you, whatever. But there are the rare occasions where, because the coffee shop I work at is in the middle of fucking nowhere, but we seem to get the most affluent people. So there are times where people will tip like five bucks on a $4 drink, and I make sure to let people know how grateful I am for that. I'm like, oh my God, thank you, come back soon. You can have a free drink on me next time. And it keeps them coming back in, it's very nice. But uh, I just if you ever want to know the just vast edges of how people can react in day-to-day life, work in any sort of food or retail situation, and you will meet the best of people, and you'll meet the worst of people, and depending on how you are with money and things like that, you'll also know what your ceiling looks like. It's very nice. And to close it all off, I will return to my ASMR. All right. Thank you, everybody. I can't wait to listen to this later and see how terrible this was. Oh my god, I have no self-esteem. You could bid a dollar on my self-esteem on the prices right, and you would still be over its retail price. And if you know anything about the prices right, you actually you can't do that. Nothing is below a dollar, but my self-esteem is. Thank you very much.
4: John Perkins, everyone, please give that man a hug for the love of us. Holy shit. I've never been more worried somebody's going to commit suicide right now. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You're fine. You're fine. Everybody talks about suicide at least once an hour in Mutiny Radio open mics, right? That's the standard. That's the Mutiny Radio standard right there. All right? We're not fucking around. You got to mention suicide once per hour at a minimum, maybe twice. We should start fucking having a bell for that. Every time somebody mentions suicide here, just be like, there we go. Anyway, all right. I'm just rambling right now. Uh, on deck, our headliner, Leroy the Innovator. Yeah? Fuck okay, it. You're on deck. You're on deck. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. You're all right. Uh, but up next, right now, actually, Hunter Stare, everybody, with a fucking killer jacket. Thank you for
19: being here. Great shit, everybody that I've heard. Not the people I haven't heard. I'm not pandering. I'm just trying to be honest. Where to start? You got political. I want to get a little bit political, just a little bit, just for a little while. Let's talk about Trump for a little while. You know, he's getting ready to be impeached. That's pretty interesting. You know, people compare him to Hitler a lot. I don't think that's fair. I honestly think that that's incredibly unfair to Hitler. You know, And that's not, yeah, yeah, it's a joke, but it's also like 100% my opinion. I mean, I don't agree with a single thing that Hitler did. I mean, he did a lot of like civic projects for Germany and stuff like that. I'm pretty, I'm a history buff. One thing for sure, was not born with a silver spoon in his mouth. You got to give him for that. To be able to kill that many people and come from like a lower middle class family, like that's pretty impressive. And another thing, like I'm just trying to be real here. Another thing, he really cared about Germany. Like, say what you will about the man, but you can't deny that he cared about Germany. You know, maybe chose to do the wrong things with it, but come on. He annexed other parts of Europe for Germany in order to give, like, you know, his people better places to go on vacation and stuff like that, cheaper places to go on vacation, you know? Like, Trump is such a fucking poser. Like, how, how do his people get past the fact that we don't have the Bahamas? You know, what about the rest of the Virgin Islands? Like, come on, man. Like, it's ridiculous. It's pathetic. I want to talk about the GOP a little bit, too, because I think we all here in this California bubble kind of scratch our heads profusely and think, how can they possibly be behind him at this point? Now that things have gotten to this level, how can they still be supporting him? And I thought about it a lot, and I 100% get it. I 100% get it because I think that they want him to be impeached just as much, if not more, than we do, because he's more of an embarrassment to them than he is to us, but they know that they have to keep his people afterwards, because those are the only people who give a fuck about any of them. They can't turn on him. They have to be with him right until the very end. Like, imagine that you have a friend, and they're not a very good friend. In fact, you don't even like them that much. You think that they're kind of an asshole, but you're really in love with this person's girlfriend, or wife, or whatever it is, and so you're thinking, you know, and say this friend dies... Suddenly, on the inside you think however you think on the outside you're like oh brian you're so young but on the inside you're like okay how long and hard do i have to cry you know three months six months when am i gonna get a crack at this pussy The the trump supporters are the pussy uh i guess um So are we ever going to, in California, or I guess anywhere else, but let's focus on California because that's where we are. Are we ever going to try to actually solve the homeless problem? Like even a little bit? Or are we just going to keep on doing this feng shui thing that we do? (laughs) Just, oh, yeah, they've been here for too long. We need to, you know, clean up the street here. Let's move them around. I think that the energy flow is a little bit better if they're underneath this overpass (laughs) as opposed to this just being real. Um, I'm married. Um, pretty sure I have a joke about that. Uh, my wife and I have been, uh, (laughs) you know, it was just the right time of my life. You know, uh, my girlfriend and I were together for five years. We owned a house together and everything before I broke up with her and married the person that we're talking about right now. (laughs) Very suddenly it was the right decision though. Uh, I did have, yeah, you know, here's the thing. You got to be with somebody who I think had the same kind of inner child as you and I was a kid that had a really active imagination. You know, like I was a kid who, let me know if this resonates with you. You know, when I was a little kid, I would throw a laundry basket on top of my back and pretend like I was a Koopa Troopa from Mario, you know? (laughs) Yeah, like that kind of little kid. You know, The first time, my wife is from Colombia, so there's a lot of things in America that she may have not necessarily seen before. And, for example, one of those steamers that you put inside of a pot to steam broccoli, for example, she had never seen one of those things before. So as soon as she saw one for the first time, she picked it up and started making it zoom around like it was a flying saucer. Oh, yeah, I used to do that all the time. No, it's great. You know, I get home and I'm like, hey, baby, how was your day? And she's like... Rawr! And I'm like, okay, I guess we're dogs now. The, yeah, the main difference between me and my wife and my dog is that we all pee in different far- parts of the front yard when we get home. That's also 100% true. All right, what should I talk about now? I don't know. Uh, where are we with calling people mommy and daddy during sex? Do anybody Does anybody do that? Does anybody like that? I wouldn't do it. I don't like it either. No one's ever called me daddy. I don't think I would like it, though. My wife calls me Flaco Papacito, though. And I'm okay with that. That makes me feel like I'm fucking somebody else's daughter. And isn't that what we all want? To be fucking somebody else's daughter. Um, What else? I don't care. I used to be, uh, I'm pretty broke now. I used to be a lot more well off. You know what I mean? Like I used to have investments and stuff. And then I lost everything when the bubble burst. Not, uh, not the 2008 financial crisis. I'm talking about the earlier one, the Beanie Baby bubble. So I got some of those peanut, the Royal blue elephants. If anybody wants one, this is going well. Uh, let, let's tank it with a brand with some shit. I haven't even thought that much about, um, I think that I figured two, something out. First of all, um, I think that, uh, being a comedian is like being a salesman. You're just selling jokes you're selling jokes to an audience. And it's exactly like being a salesman. And you're like, you know, if if you're like above quota on your jokes, you feel really good about yourself. It's like, yeah, people are buying these jokes. I'm 2X. I'm over quota. Woo. And then like, if you're not, you feel really bad about yourself and you start hating all the people who are selling their jokes, you know, it's like, fuck these people and their fucking successful sales tactics. Like, I don't know. Um, What else? Um, Yeah, my dog's a salesman, you know? My dog, like, he's incredibly persuasive. He just, uh, he can get anything that he wants from anybody uh, to get him to play with them, get, uh, like, food, whatever. He's a great, very persuasive salesperson, you know? Very vocal. I realize that there's two types of dogs in the world. There's the dogs that persuade you to give your food to them, and then there's the ones that just run up and take it right out of your hands. That's all, I mean, that's just true. That's not a joke. I'm going to leave now.
4: Hunter, stay, everyone. Hunter, yeah. I do, Hunter, I got to say, I agree with you. Like, it's. I think it's weird that people are calling each other like mommy and like, you're my father. It's a weird thing to say. In bed, you know, like just what happened to like normal pet names like sister or brother, you know yeah, that's fine. There we go. Anyway. All right. Still got it Um, we have reached the end of the open mic. We have one last performers. Who's excited, huh? Yeah All right. Let's make a nice and loud lot for your headliner Leroy the innovator
10: Yo, 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 how y'all doing tonight? How y'all feeling? Okay, absolutely. If y'all came out here to have a good time tonight. Make some noise. Yeah. What the fuck was that? I don't think y'all heard what I just said. I said, if y'all came out here to have a good time tonight, make some noise. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. well Let's jump right into it. Uh, my name's Leroy the Innovator. I'm born and raised in California. I'm a Bay Area cat. Is there any other Bay Area people out here from the Bay Area? Okay, absolutely. One guy. I'll take it. I'll take that. Um, and I just had to get some shit off my chest today. Can I get some shit off my chest in front of y'all? Is that okay? absolutely let's do it so i work a nine to five has anybody else had experience working a nine to five okay absolutely uh my corporate experience has been weird just straight weird um and the reason why it's been weird is because i feel like when you're working with other people you can't be your true self um and given that you can't be your true self you're not sure what to expect from others uh so when i'm walking around meeting these people i'm unsure of who they really are so you develop a lot of skills working in working a nine to five uh, but the skill I think you develop the most is motherfucking lying. You are lying to a lot of these motherfuckers that you work with. Whether you believe it or not, I'll give you some examples, right? So, my manager, we have a pretty decent relationship, but he'll walk up to me and say, Hey, hey, Leroy, how's your day going? I say, Hey, my day's going actually really well. When in reality, I want to say, You know, hey, how's your day going, Leroy? I say, Motherfucker, it's 8 a.m. in the morning. I came here to do an i9, he's not even here right now. What the fuck am I supposed to be doing? I'd rather be in bed with my, my, my baby cuddling right now, you know what I'm saying? But instead I'm here with your ass. Is this what you want to be doing every day? Is this what you want to be doing every day? You know? I don't know. Uh, I'd rather be, say it like that, right? Um, how else do you lie? Do we have any hourly employees? Anybody ever been an hourly employee here? You? Okay. You ever lied on your timesheet? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I was lying my ass off on my timesheet, baby. Give me two hours here, boop. Give me three hours here, boop. Never even working that shit, but hey. It's all good, right? All right that's one way. Um, let's see. Do we have any weed smokers in the house? Yeah. OK, weed smokers. I'm a big weed smoker. I love smoking weed. That's my thing. Uh, my worst fear is running out of weed, though. You know what I'm saying? Like When you look for weed, when you're running out of weed and you're short on weed, you start looking for weed all sorts of ways. Just get all the trash cans emptied, all that shit out. Yeah. Looking for all the little joints. Yeah. Right, you get on the floor, you're looking for shit. All sorts of crazy shit, man. And anything for some weed. Uh, but that's my weed joke. You know what I'm saying? God has blessed me with a lot of good things in my life. But the best thing I would say that right now I have is my lady. She's very supportive of me, very supportive of my dreams. Uh, and not only that, but we have some incredible sex. Like some great sex, man. You know, and you'll be knowing when it's some good sex too, because you'll be in it right. Boom boom, right, and you'll just kind of catch yourself in this little groove and shit, boom, right? Next thing, you know, you dancing, you feel me? Just, uh, 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 uh. And when you really start hitting, you start singing a little song, what do you know what I'm saying?
13: Hey, ho, mm, 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 mm,
10: hey, ho, mm, mm. But yeah, that's some good sex, that's why I love my baby. Um, uh, Treats me really good. Yeah, man. Uh, Let's see. I love sports. I don't know how you guys feel about sports. Do you have any other sports fans in the house? Okay, absolutely. Uh, one thing I can't stand about sports though, is fat coaches. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, we're getting paid to come out here professionally. Let's say I'm a professional athlete, right? Ain't no way I'm about to be listening to a fat coach. <laughs> Fuck that shit, nigga, you should be running a mile. Nigga, not me, you should be running a liner, not me. Like, ain't no way I'm going to listen to a fat coach. Uh, you know, you see him trying to fucking walk around and shit Tell niggas, alright guys, we're gonna get on the line And uh, we're gonna run a couple laps and I would be looking at that motherfucker like, no You're going to get on the line and you're going to run a couple laps Because I'm already in shape I woke up this morning and had a workout Did you work out this morning? Absolutely not You woke up and ate a cheeseburger So fuck that, I'm not running Fuck fat coaches uh, one thing I do love is the animated coaches, though. Animated coaches are great. I love when, you know, a coach can get in the game and say, Ref, what the fuck was that? That was a foul, bitch. What the fuck was that? Fuck, I love animated coaches. Yeah, man. Um, So I love talking to people. You know, I'm a people person. I've always been a people person. But one thing I don't really appreciate about people is how they look at you sometimes when you talk to them, right? You just say something normal. Like, hey, how you doing, you know? I was listening to so-and-so, and they looking at me like, you know, like, what, so and so? And I'm like, nigga, can't you just take that into consideration that I would be open-minded enough to take this person uh, (laughs) as a a joke? Fuck that, all right, on to the next piece. On to the next piece, what do I wanna talk about? Does that mean a minute? Got it, does that mean it's a wrap? Okay, thank you. So random boners, let's talk about having random boners. All oh, men, you know, we were talking about big clits. Hello, celebration of the dicks. Uh, you know, there's a lot of times when you can get a boner and it'd be very inconvenient, right? Uh, for, for instance, I was in class one time, and I had a presentation. And I don't know why, but for some reason, my dick was just extremely hard, right? And I was up next to, to present. So you know, you got to kind of figure out a way to hide that shit, right? You're not just going to get up and go up with a hard dick, you know what I mean? Sticking out just fucking all the way. So, you know, I try to tuck my shit in up at the top, you know, when you kind of put it up there, right? Get up there, present. And it's all gravy, baby. But you know what? I really appreciate your time, guys. Thank you so much. My name's Leroy the Innovator. Thank you so much.
4: Hell yeah, Leroy the Innovator, everybody. Yeah. yeah, the old belt loop maneuver. Fuck yeah, that's a that's an oldie but a goodie. You know, you got to know that shit in middle school. Learn that real quick. You know, it's a. You're like, I wear my pants low. You know, just <laughs> and extra long shirts. Anyway, uh, clap clap right now wreck- for your
3: host tonight. Clap right ah, now. for your Thank amazing you, thank host you very
4: much, Kelly
3: Evans. Thank
4: you. Have a great night, everybody.
3: Man, yay! He's so handsome. I'm also going to take this opportunity to announce that uh, Mutiny Radio is going to have the first ever sexiest male comic of San Francisco contest here at Mutiny Radio. Oh, yes. You're going to be able to apply. We're going to put pictures online. People are going to vote the 12 sexiest comics. We'll get to do a show here. And then uh, we're going to have some famous San Francisco people. We're going to try to get some big names to rank them as the sexiest comics. And then you can have like a little tag behind your life. You can, you can say, I'm Kelly Evans. I'm the eighth sexiest comic in San Francisco. And you can use that on your bio. <laughs> Maya, if anybody thinks this is a terrible idea now's your time you gotta come up to me before I start getting this together unless you're okay with it I'm just doubling down on the objectification of men I'm like let's do it it's feminism is real and it's happening now alright thanks for being here at Happy Hour thanks for hosting Kelly come in and get your pop food yay <laughs>
20: It's your boy CFO here, here to let you know that the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th. 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week get your tickets now on Eventbrite. just search mutiny radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the u.s coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st street in the heart of the mission or if you can't be with us listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing
21: events.
8: What kind of a
15: future... Hey, San San Francisco. Francisco. Hey.
2: To radio. Hey. radio. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast if you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can Listen, on the go San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Mutiny Radio. Dot Why not make a donation? Okay. Mutiny Radio. Dot Streaming live the station Mutiny Radio. Dot District of the Mission Mutiny Radio. Dot FM Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Mutiny radio dot FM. Listen to live streaming radio, or download a podcast, and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm? Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun. San Francisco. Bring me up, up.
16: Sixty nine gold Cadillac with a white material. Oh, cool. I drove it up here
2: and I started but
16: to do some thinking around dinner on the freeway.
21: I'm having I a really, this. really good time. Flat black, 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 and big splits and cruising. Saturday, ninety like two. I am a total.
15: And I Colonel Blake. To Henry, yeah. Charlie here. Yeah,
11: I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. There were two people some accusations, Henry. I, I find it pretty hard to believe. Uh, uh the dude's mine, man. We're polypops are Let's watch. Oh.
0: I'm Michael Spiegelman.
2: And I am Carl Not Spiegelman.
0: Join sorry, us every muscle, Sunday, man. 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Mutiny for...
2: Let's watch a full-length movie on.
0: YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Also, uh, aren't they good? Know,
2: well, they're, they're chosen. Uh, here's his theme
0: song again. Bye.
2: Okay, Mike. Watch full movie. I don't know. I
16: What's happening? This is your boy Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781-21st Street in the Deep Mission or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Tell me what is the
15: best you need is microphone. Dude, those are about? Cool goggles. You ever want to be funny?
21: Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl.
15: Well, I mean, you ever want to be like <laughs> in front of like, an <laughs> audience? Like, other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead, <laughs> 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 dead
21: passengers? <laughs> oh, shit. From time to time, I really never <laughs> <would've> thought about <laughs> you. No,
15: know, if you go to <laughs> joke like workshops, like,
21: there's like, more than two like people,
15: people paying someone. attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it.
21: Daryl, are you serious? I can get Uh, people to listen to my jokes.
15: And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements.
21: No way. What is this dag 744 thing called?
15: It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 Uh, to 8 uh, p.m. on the Mutant Radio.
21: So you're saying I could tell my jokes Uh, every Monday from 6 to 8?
15: That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radio. Where
3: (laughs) is
14: that cord? Okay.
22: Oh, my. Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face.
3: Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today.
23: Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere.
0: sideshow Wednesday March 4th 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics so come out to 3158 Mission Street at Cesar Chavez San Francisco it's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio El Rio is your dive
1: Yep, it's Bug Out Square. It's,
7: uh,
13: well, it's, it's Tuesday morning. It's now.
15: These things just took over me. Just took over my whole body.
20: It's your boy CFO here, here to let you know that the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th. 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week get your tickets now on Eventbrite just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in 7 days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission or if you can't be with us listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing
21: events. What a kind of a future... Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Richard terrace here's Law Firm, 180, Cremanty Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834
2: or download a podcast, and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio Why not make a donation? Mutiny Radio Streaming live the station. Mutiny Radio district of the mission mutinyradio.fm mutinyradio.fm listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go san francisco mutiny radio san francisco mutiny radio radio. look why not go to mutinyradio.fm Hit the donate button. Stream them live. Download a podcast. Have some fun. San Francisco Unity Radio.
16: Leaving the theater. I Cadillac, convertible 1969 gold
2: Cadillac with the white interior. Okay. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. I'm and I'm I am having a
15: really, really
21: good time. Flat, black, plastic. and big splits and cruising. Saturday the I am Kobe. eternal.
15: voice is absolutely right. I am Teddy Beas.
21: And I will talk oh, Henry, yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations,
2: Henry. I, I find pretty hard.
16: What's happening? This is your boy Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission. Or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy
15: Bob. That's what I'm saying. It's the joke workshop Mondays 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radio.
22: <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill.